Hello, so welcome to the very first episode of my podcast, Philofy. This is a chill pop philosophy podcast in which we heal through philosophy. So we discuss tons of things, things that hopefully we all feel, questions that we all ask, and hopefully I bring a new perspective on these different things. In this very first episode, I share my vision and my definition of happiness, what it means to me, uh, what helps what gets me there. Uh, but again, this, these are very personal takes, um, personal opinions, and I'm absolutely not claiming that I have the truth. I'm not a therapist. I'm not like, a, um, I'm not a professional in this. So this is very much my personal opinion. Um, this podcast for those who are watching is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other streaming platform. So you could listen to it on the go. And for those who are listening, we're also on YouTube. Uh, so you can watch the podcast. Uh, and we have also so short clips uh, of different episodes on TikTok and Instagram at Maza Fintra. So you can find me anywhere. I hope you enjoy that episode. Hello. So today uh, I would like to talk about happiness, what it means. Um, I feel like happiness is something we hear a lot. I mean, people are being asked all the time if they're happy. But this is something we never truly define. Um, in a capitalistic society, I'm a bit afraid with the definition of happiness we might have. Not sure about it. Although I do think that people intuitively do have a very good idea of what it means to them. I think for most people, it's less of a definition, let's say, you know, uh, I don't know, having money, um, being in love and having tons of friends and having everybody healthy around us, even though I do believe that that contributes to um, happiness. I think for most people, it's a feeling. It's just feeling generally satisfied with your life. Um, and today I'd like to offer an approach and a definition of happiness that is maybe a bit more um, nuanced and that will bring maybe a bit more perspective in this um, so we can better understand what it means to us. Again, I'm nobody. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. <laughs> I'm just me. And I just love overthinking about these topics. So <laughs> please feel free to disagree and let me know what you think and what you believe in. I would love to have your take. Um, so first of all, I think it's very important that we stop thinking of happiness as something static. I feel like so many of us believe that happiness is something that you get and that is supposed to stay here and will stay forever. Um, a lot of this comes from the bullshit we hear in movies, right? Like Disney movies when we were kids. Um, as much as I like Disney movies, I really love them. And now I only, I always want to be aware of the brainwashing that happens every time I watch a movie. Um, you know, that, for example, like there is a couple that is being created and they're like, they go through um, a challenge and then at the end of the movie, they're like, and they will be together forever and forever. And I think that part lacks so much um, truth um, because this is not how it goes. Like happiness is not something you get and that just stay forever it's something that you have to work on it's something that you have to explore that's something that evolved the meaning of happiness evolved with time so i think it's more of um, a process it's you know your happiness is more something that you have to walk towards all along um, and sometimes you will get lost and you won't be able to understand what it means to you at the specific moment 
whether something that is that you can acquire and keep forever. Uh, so just keeping in mind that it's less static in that same idea, uh, my absolute favorite podcast in the universe it's called bobo's void it's from bobo and donovan and wonderful people that have a philosophy podcast um pop philosophy i would no not even pop philosophy i think it's really philosophy anyways they talk about everything they talk about um the meaning of life the meaning of friendship you know they talk about relationships and they give advice or they just like offer they explore a lot of thoughts um, that nobody truly does, you know, I feel like nobody really goes into the depth. I feel like so much of the content out there on the internet, especially self-help content or philosophy content are the same things. And it's very, very often very influenced by capitalism and the idea, the pursuit of success, right? And fame and, you know, uh, you shouldn't care about what other people think about you, blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's so, so much about capitalism um, and success in this capitalism system that sometimes we don't know how to think outside of this frame. So this is what they do amazingly to me, uh, Bobo and Donovan, and this is what I'd like to offer um, over here. Uh, so let's start. Let's give it a try. <laughs> okay, so then to me, happiness... Okay, that's, so that's their definition. That's why I, I was actually talking about them. So their definition of happiness... Uh, it's actually Donovan. Uh, he says that happiness is about the range of emotions you explore within a year, 10 years, a month in your life. And I couldn't agree more. I actually think that the definition of happiness, let's go back to what it is. It's the feeling of satisfaction. It's the feeling of being alive, actually. I think happiness is feeling alive. And to me, to feel fully alive you need to go through um, the all the human emotions. So there are th- several theories about how many emotions humans have, but the one I'm going to focus on today is the six basic emotions, which are um, joy, uh, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust. And I think a happy life is a life in which you explore all of these uh, emotions, And it doesn't necessarily need to be all of them. For example, again, I'm not a psychologist, but it's hard for me to understand what feeling disgust once a month brings to me. (laughs) But I do believe that, you know, at least joy, sadness, anger, and fear, these are amazing emotions that I truly, truly need to feel um, in order to grow, understand who I am, reminding myself of who I am as well. Because I feel it's very easy to forget who you are and and understand how you grow. So I just think switching from these emotions to the to another one, um, switching from one emotion to to another, just brings so much perspective. Um, a bit like every time we're gonna um, go through a hard time. It's always going to remind us of how good it feels to go through a good time and to enjoy life and have fun. Um, I mean, we've all been there same way that, you know, after a couple of rainy days, we're so happy to have a sunny day. And I think perspective is so important and it's extremely, extremely essential to feeling alive Um to you know to feel alive you really have to 
uh, go through all these emotions. And um, and to me, this is what happiness is to its core. Um, it's simply the because what's more human than these human emotions, you know, especially in these societies where we have to act like robots all the time or, you know, where we feel so pressurized by a system, we feel like we have to follow rules, strong guidelines. Um, it's almost like the only freedom we truly get is to leave emotions. That's something we don't have to pay for. Um, so I think, okay, I will get back to this in a little bit. I mean, the entire the entire podcast episode today and all the points I want to give are actually about that. So I think exploring the different points that I have in mind for um, the definition of happiness will help us better understand what it is to leave a full range of emotions. Um, okay. So number one point, um, it's community. Uh, I'm 30 years old uh, and the definition of happiness to me right now at the specific moment is community. Um, it is you know, the person I love, my partner, um, it is my family, it is my friends. Um, it's very clear to me after 30 years on this earth that meaning only comes through other people. Uh, to me, again, this is not something I think it's the same for everyone, but I do believe that to some extent community is a part of the definition of, definition of happiness as social animals that we are. Um, but it's crazy to me how like my life makes so much more sense when um, I have people around me. Um, when I think about the happiest years of my life, there are two years. There are there is 2015. In 2015, I was studying at the university and I was living with roommates in a big apartment right in front of the university. So that was so cool. And then after school, all my friends would come at home. And we would have like philosophical debates. We will we would talk about life, the meaning of life, what's happiness, what's what do we want and stuff. And that's at this specific moment that I truly developed the passion of asking questions and go deep and really understanding human beings, which is one of my top passion. Hopefully one day we will have people um, on this podcast that I will invite guests because um it's very clear when I do it that this is something I'm passionate about. I love discovering people. Again, community to me, did, that brings so much happiness. And so the fact that we had this, almost this little philosophy club, we would like just meet in my living room, play music, and everybody would play their favorite songs of the moment, and we would discover songs. And I, I just remember that time as a time of strong happiness. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. One thing to know about living in community is that it does require a lot, a lot of compromises. And you are always challenged with your own limits and your own boundaries. It's like people will always trigger stuff in you that are hard um, and that make you doubt yourself or make you think of yourself in a different way or make you think of life in a different way or make you scared or you know again we go back to the range of emotions and that's why i think community is also so good it's because it takes you away from your own self by the way your own self i don't think it means much without other people being yourself is being a mix 
of all the people that have been around you in your environment throughout your life. So I don't think that being yourself has so much meaning if we um, if we don't focus on the people that you had around you and you have around you in your life. Um, so community, I think what community brings and, you know, the other very happy life that I uh, very happy life the very ha- other happy year that i lived it's actually this year which is honestly kind of a crazy thing because i didn't think that we could be happy in 2023 but i had a gorgeous year and i see the year is not over but uh, my personal life has been so rich so fulfilling um i feel a newfound lightness in me of feeling you know free light again uh, happy again, grounded again. Uh, I've been, I've had very dark years uh, during COVID, and that for the first time I feel happy again, truly happy. Like happiness again to me, it's like satisfaction, satisfaction of what my life is. I'm happy with my life right now, um, and again I feel I explore freely that range of emotions uh, on the day to day, and I can see that that brings me. Um, so much more joy and so much more grounding and satisfaction. So, but clearly, uh, also, you know, my job has been so much more fun. Uh, it's the first time this year that I truly enjoy a job. It's the first time that I have a job that I enjoy. Um, it's not perfect. It's not easy. Um, it's not necessarily something that I see myself doing forever, but I do have fun. Um, and I do feel like I'm, lear- I'm learning so much about myself. Um, and I think about what I love about this job. It's not so much about what I do. I mean, in a capitalistic world, again, we, we've been, we've brought, you know, corporations so far in this society, in this capitalistic frame. All the businesses we are so niche right now. It's like, it's a bit like when you ask somebody that you just met, you ask them what are, what is their job? It's, it seems like we all need 45 minutes to explain what we do, right? Because capitalism brought complexity so far, so, so niche, um, that today I think it's very hard to find meaning in things you do, you know, uh, because very often you work on such a little grain of salt, um, you know, among a big dune of salt. Uh, and even the dune of salt doesn't necessarily make sense. Um, anyways, or let's say that I think complexity nowadays is so hard. You don't necessarily find meaning in what you do. You find meaning with who you do it. And to me, I think what I love about this job is mostly the people I work with. I work with people that inspire me, that I find, that I think are very smart, um, that are good people, you know, good value. I don't agree with everything, but to the core, I, I do believe that there are good people. Um, and that's it. And so what community brings, my God, I need to get this one out. You know, I need to, I need to tell you <laughs> what community brings to its core. It's a sense of shared value. I was saying a couple of minutes ago, I don't think we are who we are without people around us. And I think this is what community brings to you. It brings you values. It brings you things to believe in. It brings you you know, like, for example, right now I work in a startup and we are about to launch a product and we have to work very hard. We have to understand how it works on the market. We have to understand social media. We have to understand, um, you know, how to make sales. We ha- you know, we have so many things to understand. And that is a shared quest 
um, that we all pursue and that we all want to get the answers to and that develop a set of values so we realize that people have to work smart not necessarily hard and smart but not necessarily um hard as hard as they should work smart you know anyway so we just realize how much there is a set of value that are going to bring us closer to our end goals and that inspiring me as a human being inspiring me uh, in my own personal life inspiring me in my own creativity so it's just very important to see how much your community inspires you and also you know thinking if you think about your happiness and you're like i'm not happy think about the people you have around you are you do you have people around you that inspire you do you have people around you that push you forward and that push you closer to your end goal um it's hard for me to imagine a life without people around I think I will always need, you know, to to have people that I find smart, interesting, inspiring around me in order to feel happy. Um, so that's um, the the number one point. Interesting because I was saying, um, you know, community brings you a value system. And I think that's the second point that I'd like to mention about happiness. I think happiness is very much having meaning, you know, because these lives, so let's be honest, if you think about the concept of you get born and then an average 85 years later you die, it can be very hard to make sense of this, to make, to create meaning. Obviously, again, capitalism is creating so much meaning for you by, you know, that there is this, the leg, that legend of leaving a legacy. And again, I respect that totally if this is something you believe in. As much as I want to bitch about it, I kind of believe it in it too. Because, you know, capitalism is so, is so, is so deep inside all of us because we grew up, um, I mean, I grew up with McDonald's and Apple culture. So it's very hard for me to, <laughs> to get completely out of it. And thinking that I'm out of it would be actually me being even more of a victim of it. So I think I need to be very clear with the fact that I am very much into capitalism because this is all I know. But again, so there is so much this concept of if you leave a legacy, if you build something big enough, people will remember you. But a theme, I think Bobo's Void podcast was saying one day, like, what, what, what the fuck was that? Like, even if somebody one day create a statue of you, I mean, who will fucking care about this statue uh, one century away from now? Like, nobody will care about this. This is not what matters. I think what matters, it's less about the legacy that you leave and and again i mean if you have kids understand that you want to leave something for them right um i will probably want to leave something for my kids too um but again it's less about that it's more about how you were when you were living um i think what's most important is that if you are so focused on leaving a legacy to to a mark to the world you might focus too much on this and forget to live your actual life I think it's important to find a balance between that and living your life and living a life that is truly fulfilling. And again, life where you explore a, a, a wide range, range of emotions and also a good way of living a life. Because again, like whether you are trying to build a legacy, whether you're trying to, you know, you're really working too hard because you're trying to be successful. You're always trying to um, it's always a copying mechanism um, in order to be more comfortable with the, the idea of death. You're always scared of death um, deep inside. So I think it's very important to be aware of this. 
be aware of your own fear of death be aware of your 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 own no your fears again that i mean if, if fear is something it's fear of death i do believe that all the fears we have it's fear of death when you have a fear of rejection let's say you know you're afraid that somebody will not um love you or will not uh, support you or that everybody will ha hate you it's because you know instinctively that it's core to the human experience to have people and people around because you're a social animal so to you being alone and lonely is a synonym of death or in the same way that i don't know you're scared of you know, i mean very obvious fears like people that are scared of of you know height height heights <laughs> or like when they're really high in a, on in the buildings if they go on a balcony they're scared or people that are claustrophobic i think all of it shows very well how we're scared of death we're scared of being stuck right and and death so the symbol of being alive is movement again is movement throughout the range of emotions that i mentioned so i think a lot of us have fears. A good way. Okay, I get to my point. I promise I'll get to my point. The point <laughs> is having a, a set of values. And again, this is something that can be brought by community. But having a sense of value, a sense of principles that you can actually rely on and believe in that it's going to make you feel better. In the past, it was mostly religion, right? I uh, have my personal opinion about it, but I will not necessarily export it too much because, again, it's only about me. I don't necessarily believe in religion because I think it's too restrictive. Although I do see how, how much it helps people. Like, I have religious people around me in my life, and it's crazy how much hope, how much faith, how much freer almost they are in their movement because they they believe in a path they they they're not afraid of death because they're certain that something is coming afterwards um and getting to that point is freeing i gotta agree um but other than that it can be a set of value it can be a set of what it means to be a human being what it means to be a good person what it means to help your community what it means to be there for other people and i feel like having a set of values and having a set of of belief even though we know that this belief might not be true this belief might just be distractions from the fact that we're dying who fucking cares you know but having that is so important to just live a life where we feel grounded and satisfied so at some point, you need to be okay with the fact that you tell yourself stories because this is what human beings do. It's like there is no way we can be conscious, social animals. Like there is so much complexity in being a human being. You're an animal. You're a social animal, but you also have consciousness. Like you got to understand that in order to be comfortable with all these complex things um, that you know, that are part of our species, you have to come up with mechanisms that make it better. And so having a set of values. So let me tell you maybe, for example, my set of value. Me, my set of value, or the thing that I really think of that makes me less scared of death is, first of all, community. I mentioned it. 
And it's also the idea that one day I will leave, have make a living out of my creativity. So maybe podcasting, maybe, I don't know, music or whatever it is. I know this is not a real thing because I don't necessarily pursue it in the way I should, although now I start, right? But to me, this is almost a fantasy that I have in my mind and that makes me hopeful in the future. So each day when I feel down, like, oh, always remember that one day you're going to have this quality of life. Okay, it's very capitalistic. You know, I told you I'm very, very, very much a victim of capitalism. But to me, I mean, it's capitalism, but it's just smart capitalism because what I have in my head is that I want to have a job that is so natural for me that I don't feel like I have to grind so much to deliver, you know? So hopefully one day, I don't know, five years from now, if this podcast goes big and I'm comfortable enough, maybe, maybe on a Wednesday morning, I will be able to go have a walk in the forest. This is all I want. I just don't want to have strict nine to five schedule people that put pressure on me because they're frustrated with their own life is it okay that sounds so capitalistic i know okay but this is it this is who i am and this is what brings me joy at the end of the day is to be able to be independent to be able to provide for me and the people i love um while having freedom of movement to me happiness is obviously satisfaction with what i'm doing um and but also satisfaction of freedom freedom of movement you know i'm very much aware that surprise brings so much happiness to my life and surprise is so important i think it should be another point surprise maybe i'll talk about it a bit later but all that to say that you need a set of values. So to me, this is the value. So what does it mean in a day-to-day? It means that, you know, I need to to be efficient. I need to be uh, productive. I need to understand what works in this world. I need to understand what is my, what do I bring to the world? What do I bring to the table? Okay, I think I will have a good emotional intelligence. So maybe I should have a philosophy podcast. Um, I think I'm good at interviewing people. So once this podcast is good enough, I will bring people uh, along. Um, you know, and thinking about that, and having this goal makes me so much better as a human being because I'm all, I'm going somewhere. So again, this is very capitalistic and that will die. And of 10 years from now, I can, I'm pretty sure that, that that dream will die, but it's okay because everything dies. So maybe 10 years from now, it, it will be all about my kids, you know, and, and my lover and like how we you know my family, how we make it work. And, um, and, you know, and that's it, you know, things evolve, but I think it's very important to have a big, big project in your mind. Uh, so it could be religion, it could be a community, it could be working in a, in, I don't know, in a, in a shelter to help people, you know, it, no matter what it is, you need something big, that a big project, because emptiness is synonym uh, of death. It's very close to death in our instinctive mind. Um, okay. So I was talking about surprise. I think I will add this point. Third point for happiness is surprise. Um, I do not believe that um, planning, over planning and knowing everything that's going to happen, that's extremely core to uh, capitalism. It's the planning, right? It's the speculation of the future and what's going to happen. I think we we lose so much uh, happiness by doing that. Um, I do believe that a bit of planning is good, especially financially. Probably that I should do it more. <laughs> Actually, not probably. I'm certain I should do it more. So I'm maybe not want to talk about this. But planning is 
killing your soul because you are being asked to live in the future. It's a bit the same system that, you know, it's always about what's, you know, how am I going to live in the future? I've always had a hard time with retirement plans just because it's hard for me to understand why am I investing so much into my future where when it's so far away. Again, that's that's where I'm telling you I'm, I'm toxic. Uh, you shouldn't listen to me totally. But I think there is a bit of wisdom in this that, you know, you should focus a bit more on the fu- on the present <laughs> moment and um, and stop focusing so much on, you know, your happiness of tomorrow. So to me, it's mostly about living now. Uh, and parts, a part of it is surprise, you know, setting a life, creating a life where you you can feel surprised. And to me, that's, that comes with living a very rich life. Again, people, community brings you so much surprise. You don't know what's going on in your, 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 your loved one's minds. So it's like, and let's say, you know, my family calls me this morning and they tell me a story and I'm surprised and I'm, lear- I'm learning something about life, uh, about my nephews and nieces. And I don't know, it's just, I think we need to set up a life where we can feel surprised and feeling surprised to me is the very core to happiness. Very often when people ask me, what is happiness to you? I say surprise. And I do agree with this. 2015, I got surprised. And um, 2023, I got surprised. Life surprised me. And life surprised me because I let it surprise me. Because I was open enough. Because I was in I was in motion. I was moving. I was walking all around. So, of course, at some point I found something that triggered my attention and interest. It's because I moved. I was moving. So you got to be moving. You, you cannot stay static. You, if you move, you will be surprised. If you move, you will get touched. You will get triggered. You will get angry. You will get mad. You will get happy. You will get joy. You will get laughter. But you will feel something. And to me, this is very core to the human experience. Talking about that, uh, it brings me to, you know, surprise doesn't, you know, surprise community and all the things I mentioned, uh, virtue as well, doesn't only makes you feel good and satisfied and you know positive emotions even though i don't i don't like this positive versus negative emotions i think all of them are a part of a bigger spectrum but it will bring you growth and growth is very core to the human experience again i'm i'm fucked up by capitalism i'm sorry growth i know it's a very capitalistic uh, belief but this, again, this is the world we live in. And I do think that capitalism captures a little bit of human instincts, you know, um, and it does it pretty well sometime, uh, even though I'm not okay with the consequences, the uh, inequality uh, and everything that it creates, the waste, the world, the environmental crisis. I'm not saying that I'm a big believer in capitalism. I think it's pretty much the opposite. All I'm saying is that I do see why this is the system in place now because i understand what it does so one thing that it does well it's encouraging growth i think it's very natural as a human being each day you need to feel like you're growing i think my favorite days are the days when i feel like i'm learning something that especially something that i care about um so you need to have growth around you so you need to understand where is it that you want to grow um i always make sure that the people i have in my life challenge me I always make sure to me somebody that I love and that I respect is somebody who challenges me, um, somebody whose beliefs are different enough from mine that I will feel challenged, that I will feel triggered, that I will feel mad, and sometimes I will feel insecure because I'm like, are they right? Am I wrong? Um, 
it's extremely important to face challenge. Um, I don't think it's important to feel safe, obviously. You know, I'm so grateful I have a roof on the top of my head. I'm so grateful that I have, you know, food in my fridge, that I have um, enough to provide for myself. But I do believe that we shouldn't be too comfortable. And again, that's so controversial. But I do feel like human beings need to be a a bit, just a bit pressurized in order to move because it's very easy for us. Again, the complexity of our species makes it hard for us to stay static, to to be in motion, sorry. So we're always encouraged to stay static, consume content, especially nowadays, right? So easy to just like stay home, watch Netflix, do nothing. But I think we need to be pressurized to deliver an output because this is very core to the human experience. And as somebody who went through depression a lot this past couple of years, especially, I do notice that the more I'm being, uh, the more I deliver, I, I share something with the, with the world, whether it is music, whether it is podcasting, whether it is through my job, whether it is through conversations with people, the more I give an output, the more I feel grounded. So to give an output, you need to be, a tiny bit pressurized because it's if you don't have an incentive to give it you might be encouraged to stay um it's it's, it's a very much it's very much like the, the question of you know life versus death you know it's the same thing is that to be alive you have to feed yourself to be alive you have to sleep you have to be healthy you have to you know maintain your body and it's, it's very much the same thing to be alive in a more philosophical way. You got to maintain this. So that's what I mean by this, this pressure. You know, there is a force in us that, you know, how, how does our heart beats? You know, how does it happen? What is the system that makes the heart beating all the time? There is a force. There is battery here. There is energy. And it's the same. You need to have that energy in your life in order to maintain uh, your living. Um, so yeah, um, and I guess in, in the same, same sense, I would say freedom, uh, and also freedom of movement. Again, I think you should have the freedom of having mobility, but again, in this same freedom, you should have restriction. You should have a frame. So it could be your set of belief. It can be the, you know, you need to be committed, you know, um, I'm a strong believer in commitment, you know, um, I think commitment brings a frame that allows you to explore better things that you care about. Um, so I don't know whether it is your belief um, spiritually. For example, me, I have, I, I do, I'm, I am, I am very spiritual, but my belief is the unknown. I don't call it the universe. I don't call it the sun. I don't call it God. I call it the unknown. And to me, I have very much. Um, um, a belief in the unknown. I trust the unknown and I want to, I want to trust it. You know, I just believe in it because this is all I can trust. <laughs> so believing in the unknown is my thing. It's my belief. And it gives me a frame. You know what I mean? Is that I don't go too much outside of this. Like I don't, I don't try to understand. I do believe a bit in karma, but I believe it in it in a very rational way. Right. Um, but to me, all I know is that I don't know. And I feel like most of the problems we have when it comes to religion is people that say they know, 
you know every time you get somebody who tells you i know i have the answers usually i would run away you know it's like because nobody knows <laughs> like nobody knows nobody fucking knows so that's again just my two cents um Okay, and finally, the last point that I'd like to touch on today uh, for happiness, I believe it's self-awareness. Self-awareness, so not necessarily, in, I mean, knowing yourself means everything and nothing at the same time. I think to know yourself, you need to understand your past. And so much of us, so many of us, don't spend the time thinking about the past. Mm. Even me, sometimes I struggle so much to understand, what's my fucking trauma? Where does it come from? And, you know, and I don't think thinking of ourselves in the sense of trauma is necessarily the way, but I do believe that thinking of your past and observing patterns, what was it that made you happy in your past? What was it that made you sad? Um, and to me, it's very clear what made me happy was community, feeling loved, feeling close to people, have feeling like I had a strong community and people that love me, respect me, and encourage me to grow. And on the opposite side was when I felt very much rejected by the world you know, during my teenage years. So it's very easy for me to identify what, what's, what's the pattern over here. So I think to me, self-awareness means just making sure that you're at peace with your past. Uh, did you forgive all the people you have to forgive? Because the problem with people that don't necessarily work on their past and their past traumas is that that interfere with the pre present moment and that interfere with their vision of the future. So very often somebody who didn't work on their trauma will have a lot of fears regarding the future and will have a lot of fear regarding the present moment. I would say almost an impossibility to focus on the present moment because if you're so... You're so much in pain because of the future, the past, and you're so anxious about the future. What's left? You don't have energy left. You know, you need energy to focus on the present moment. So I think it's very important to do the work of healing the past, even though it's so abstract. You know, I, I did, what, two years of therapy? One year in total. I took breaks in the middle of it. But I think I did some work, but it's not clear to me exactly what I did. I think it's just talking about it made it less big because it became, you know, the feeling of novelty didn't hit quite as much because I would put it out every time. So it didn't feel that new anymore. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's my it's my old trauma of rejection. But <laughs> I don't know if you know what I mean. You know, it's like it's just like a feeling can feel like, novelty you know a fear can feel like novelty the more you talk about it the more you face it the less it becomes novelty the, the more it becomes just there you know the same thing that was there yesterday because you talk about it so it's almost like you develop your relationship with the feeling and the more you face a relationship the more you realize that it you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger what doesn't kill you makes you strong okay stop 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 um so I think, um, yeah, anyways, I lost myself again. <laughs> so the last one was self-awareness. So be at peace with the past. Be at peace with the past. Do the work. Do therapy. Just heal. Talk to your dad. Talk to your mama. Just, like, tell them what hurt you. Um, and just try to heal. And I think a lot of us that have a lot of ego, a lot of ego, a lot of, you know, 
very resent a lot of us that are very resentful and mad and angry at the world um, it's very often that we didn't heal from the past and I'm not saying that it's an easy thing but you gotta be emotionally available and open to do it you know I've been watching a lot of shows with my partner this past couple of months and it's crazy to me how I don't know if it's because these are shows but the communication level of most you know, families or people in the world is dramatic, you know. Um, you gotta talk. You gotta talk about how you feel. It's not that hard. Like, I feel like so many of us feel, don't feel comfortable enough to talk. We don't feel like we are being listened to, which is very true, by the way. Most of the time when you talk, nobody listens, right? But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try, you know. Try, just do it for yourself. And the person's response doesn't matter so much if you do it in order to heal, you know, uh, it does hurt so much. But one thing that I realized facing my traumas from the past is that when a trauma gets old, it doesn't hurt the same way that it hurt at the time, the first time. Let's repeat this again. When a trauma is old, it doesn't hurt quite as much to face it after a couple of years, just because it's growing and dying and evolving and sometimes you've been healing healing without even realizing it so just face your trauma and then you will see that your relationship with the future is much better because you see growth you see that there is a hope for growth so you start believing in other form of growth for the future and other areas and you start to see yourself much more wide than you thought less restricted you know you got of course you need the frame that i mentioned you need the frame of, you know, set of values, a community. You need to be restricted, but you need to be restricted by positive forces, not forces, not fear. You know, if fear is restricting you, you are not living, you're not growing. So you need to be restricted by positive things, by things that you choose, and you need to have it flexible so it can change at all time. Let's say tomorrow I decide to believe in the universe instead of believing in, in the unknown, I need to have that freedom. So just how can I live a life where my frame is something that I choose to have instead of something that I'm a victim of? I think it's a good point to think about. So to summarize um, how, again, happiness, I think it's the freedom of exploring a range of emotions, um, joy, sadness, anger, fear, uh, disgust. Um, even though, as I said, I, I don't necessarily fuck with disgust. Like, I, I don't get it. Why? Why Why would I be disgusted? No, I don't want that. Anyways, I respect, I respect the theory. I respect the author, but I don't necessarily believe in this one. <laughs> and then a couple of points that we talk about. Community, how much it brings meaning to your life. Um, then, you know, growing, taking some risk, obviously feeling safe, but not too much. So making sure that your frame of belief, your frame of people around you, um, are also uh, pushing you to do more and to deliver more for yourself and for your own happiness and for your own meaning. Um, then also, I mean, growth, I think we just said it, um, but yeah, growth. Um, then virtue, just having a set of principles that you rely on and makes sense of the life and the world to you. Um, and then uh, surprised, we, we talk about getting surprised. Make sure that in your life that you get surprised. This one is very underrated. Just think about it. Just think about it and how much getting surprised 
is literally the meaning of happiness. Like, I don't know, for example, you have a new album on your Spotify from your favorite artist and you didn't know that a new album was coming out today. Just, just think about how good it feels. Like, it's so good when life just takes, takes you off the path that you, the planning path, you know, the, the, the planned path that you had for yourself. It's so good. It's so good. Just think about it. And then finally, self-awareness. To me, self-awareness is less about knowing who you are. I think our identity, a lot of identity is bullshit, in my opinion. I think we evolve very much uh, with time. Uh, the more we focus on identity, the more we restrict ourselves to be um, a restricted ver- version of who we think we are when there is so much more than we can be. Um, so self-awareness to me is mostly about understanding your traumas, understand, understanding your past to better um to better to have better hope for the future and to be have energy to be in the moment so this is it you guys happiness (laughs) hope you enjoyed this one had a lot of fun doing it a lot of fun i'm so happy and uh, even me i think i will i will go back to it from time to time just to remind myself of what happiness means um and i will see you very soon thanks for watching listening 